As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. I thought the letter was extremely unfair. My building had just been taken over by Barada Property. I had to vacate the property. They told me that I basically had to move. So it's like, okay, now I have to be stuck off in the house. I lost work. And you telling me I have to move? I'm out of work due to COVID-19 as well. So the timing is terrible. They told me that it wasn't an option for me to stay here at all. COVID-19 has cost hundreds of thousands of Wisconsin workers their jobs. And that's why the governor took action to protect their homes. But some renters are still getting letters that leave them worried they could be forced to move out in the midst of a pandemic. Fox 6 Studios, this is Open Record. I'm Amanda St. Hilaire here with my colleague Brian Polson. Hi, Brian. Good morning once again, Amanda. We are bringing you new episodes of Open Record each day, Monday through Friday, to make it easier to sort through all of this COVID-19 news. And we're recording this episode on Thursday morning, April 9th, 2020. More than a quarter of a million Wisconsin workers have filed unemployment claims since the cases of COVID-19 here first began to surge. And with so many people struggling just to make ends meet, Governor Evers issued a temporary order banning evictions throughout the Badger State. That evictions ban took effect on March 27th. Five days later, a letter was delivered to tenants at a Milwaukee apartment building near 51st in Congress. A new owner had purchased the building They were making renovations, and that owner asked tenants to clean out all the common areas and offered to help them find another apartment. And here's the key phrase from that letter that stood out. It asked them to vacate their units as soon as possible. Was it telling you you had the option to leave? No. No, not at all. It told me I had to move immediately, basically, as soon as possible. Basically, like, get out to me. That's what I felt like it meant. (laughs) So the governor says no evictions during this time, but these tenants say this letter sounds an awful lot like an eviction notice. What did their landlord have to say? Well, it really depends who was asking their landlord. Barada Properties has a drive through payment center that's near the old Northridge Mall, just north of Brown Deer Road on 76th Street. Looks like a bank building, and it's got all the Barada signs. After getting the letter, Bree drove there with a family member to ask, what's this letter really mean? And she says they were told they have no choice but to move out. Now, Bree doesn't have a lease. She's a month-to-month tenant, and the Barada representative told her they want tenants out so they can beautify the building. That's when she called Fox 6 News, and we called Barada Properties. And what did they say when you called? Well, they told us a different story. At first, Barada's attorney, Joe Goldberger, apologized for any confusion the letter may have caused. He recognized that the letter could be interpreted uh, in the way that these tenants did. He insisted that was not the intent. This was not an eviction notice, but rather a request for tenants to move out during renovations. Now, he said it's Barada's preference that they move because it makes it easier to do these renovations to beautify the building, as they put it. 
but he also said it was optional. So they're giving you this, I guess, clarification. Did they give the tenants the same clarification? Well, I went back and I talked to the tenants. They say they didn't get any kind of clarification, no new letters, no phone calls. So again, I went back and asked the company's attorney, how did they communicate this clarification to tenants? And he responded by writing that he would have no further comment. Now, more on that in just a minute. But in the meantime, I also reached out to Rafael Ramos. He's director of the Eviction Defense Project at Legal Action of Wisconsin. He said a letter like this one may not constitute an official five-day or 28-day termination notice, which is prohibited under the governor's uh, evictions ban. But he says there's still a potentially damaging impact on tenants. It's immediate. When you receive that sort of letter with language indicating that you need to vacate the property, whether it was intended to be uh, termination notice or not, uh, it can be interpreted as such. And that's a problem for people right now. Now, remember, Bree told me that Barada's representative at the drive-thru told her she had to move, but she didn't really have any way of proving that, and Barada's attorney categorically denied to me that anyone had told her such a thing. So Bree went back to the drive-thru, and this time she recorded the exchange. Now, I'm going to play this for you. It's hard to hear exactly what the Barada representative is saying because of background noise and the speaker's not very loud. So after you listen to the recording, I'm going to read a transcript of this exchange back to you. But just take a listen. I received a letter that you guys are taking over my property. And I have a question. So it's saying that I still have to pay my rent and then I have to still move. Okay. Is there like specific time I need to be out? So, so again, you hear the uh, it's either Bree or one of her family members asking, I received a letter that you guys are taking over my property and I have a question. So it's saying I still have to pay my rent and that I still have to move. The response is, once we buy those properties, we ask them to move because we do remodel. You do have an option to be able to stay with us. On that letter has three of the leasing agent's numbers. If you want, if you'd like to stay with us, give one of them a phone call. Then you hear the tenant ask, is there a specific time I need to be out? And the response, we give you the 30 days. So first part of that is the option to stay with us, meaning you can live in another Barada property, another apartment. And Bree says she was shown some of those other apartments when she thought she had to move out and they were more expensive. They didn't come with appliances like her current one does. She didn't have a washer dryer hookup like she currently does. She said, in fact, rent was significantly more. So when you look at it that way, giving tenants the option to relocate to another property owned by the same landlord, very different from giving them the option to stay in their current apartments. And Bree said she doesn't want to look for a new apartment right now with Barada or anyone else, and she can't afford the ones they showed to her. Y'all charging me more, making me move into something smaller, and making me buy appliance. I'm scared to go in and out of apartments with this COVID-19. Like, I don't know what's, who's, where people have been. So, Amanda, I sent excerpts of the recording to Barada's attorney, and a few hours later, the company sent tenants a second letter clarifying in bold print that they are not required to move at all. That was the first time tenants got an official notice saying and clarifying in that bold print underline that you don't have to move. Up until that point, 
they all thought they didn't have a choice. And it took you asking an awful lot of questions in order for them to get that. So is the root of this truly a big misunderstanding or does it seem like the original intent was that tenants would move out? Well, certainly Barada made it clear their preference is that tenants move out. But under this and and, and in normal circumstances, let's be clear, with a month to month tenancy, landlords have the absolute right to give a 28 day termination notice, say when this time is up, we need you to move. We want to renovate this building. We want to make it better. And then you can apply to move back in. No guarantees you'll be the one we let in or that will approve you, but you can reapply. And that's essentially what they were told here. But these aren't normal times. COVID-19 has crippled the state. So many people are out of work. Both Bree and Ronisha, two of the tenants we spoke to, say they've lost work. Bree is a nanny, and the people she nannies for, they're home from work. So they don't need a nanny right now, and she's lost her job. So during this time, you can't, even with a month-to-month tenant, make them leave. Barada says, again, it was their preference but they insist that they never intended to tell them you have to go. They say the phrasing of the initial letter was, as they put it, confusing. And again, that phrasing, there were references there that we want you to clean out the common areas. We want to do some renovations to beautify your building. And they used the word optional at one point, but there was one phrase that really stuck out and it was the one that said, your unit must be vacated as soon as possible. That phrase sounds like a directive, not an option. And, and again, so Barada's saying it was a misunderstanding. The tenants certainly didn't perceive it that way. Now, was that intentional? Was that an intentional request that they hoped people would misinterpret so they would just get out on their own? I can't say that. Certainly the tenants feel that way. They told me they feel like this was intentional so they would leave not knowing their rights. So the governor's order bans evictions, the idea being that there are a lot of people right now who don't have their jobs. You don't want to make it so that someone who can't pay their rent because of that has no place to live in the midst of a pandemic. These are people who were paying their rent and they were under the impression they'd have to move out. So does what happened here fall under that blanket of evictions that aren't supposed to happen? Or is it in a weird gray territory? Do we have a loophole here? At first, I thought we might be dealing with a loophole. Interestingly enough, Brie and Renisha are all paid up on their rent. In fact, they tell me that they pay early. Um, So they weren't, this wasn't a situation where they were being kicked out for non-payment of rent. Now, right now, the governor's evictions ban specifically covers and protects people from being forced to leave a home because they're not paid up on rent. And I wonder, does that mean you can't kick someone out who hasn't paid their rent, but you can force someone to leave if they have paid? And that's not the case here. Again, Barada has now clarified they're not being forced to leave. It's They, they have the option to go. They'd like them to go, but if they want to stay, they can stay. When I talked to uh, Rafael Ramos with the Eviction Defense Project at Legal Action, he said it doesn't matter whether you have paid your rent or haven't paid your rent. Right now, you simply cannot be forced to leave. There is no enforcement of eviction uh, orders or or termination notices that's taking place. There are no eviction hearings happening or at least very limited circumstances. And the uh, even the notice that someone needs to get out, if it is a requirement, if it is in fact an eviction or termination notice, that is illegal right now under the governor's ban. So do people who've lost jobs still 
have to pay their rent right now, pay a portion of their rent? Can they just not pay their rent at all? How does that work? Well, I think one of the tricky parts here is you can imagine for property owners, uh, for for landlords, this is a scary time because you have a governor's order saying you can't kick people out whether or not they've paid their rent. And that would sound like an invitation to just stop paying rent. But the governor's order specifically outlines that it is still your responsibility to pay rent. This does not absolve you of the responsibility to pay. What it is is a temporary protection if you're having trouble doing so. So pay as much as you can. If you can pay the full rent, pay it. If you can pay some, pay it. That's essentially what the governor's order is is suggesting. Because when this is over, if you're behind in rent substantially, there's you know, there may be if, if if you've just willfully stopped paying rent, there may be issues with you uh, maintaining your residence when all of this is over. It's not clear how that's going to play out, because if your inability to pay was because of a loss of a job due to COVID-19, how much catch up time is there going to be? I don't think that's all very clear right now. Uh, but if you can pay, keep paying or you may face more trouble down the road. That's the advice, at least we're getting from uh, from Legal Action's Eviction Defense Project. As the reporter who covered this story, Brian, what's the big takeaway that you want people to have from this issue? I think the takeaway is this isn't the only property we're hearing of that got letters like this. It is not uncommon for, especially for large property uh, ownership operations, large rental operations like Aberata Properties, but others as well, to buy buildings. And in this economy right now, there may be a lot of temptation for building owners to sell. Um, So when a new building is purchased, certainly landlords want to fix it up. They want to be able to raise the rent and to raise the rent. You've got to have a place that's in better condition, that's got newer amenities. So these kinds of letters are going out to a number of people. I think the overall takeaway here is to understand that you can't be forced out of your home while this order is in place, regardless of how the letter is worded. You can't be forced out. They can't enforce it. So it may well be a property owner's preference that you leave, but if you don't want to go, you don't have to. And if you're being told that you have to, that's where you may want to seek out some help from someone like Legal Action or another attorney, uh, someone who can navigate the, the legal process to make sure that your rights are being protected. It's very clear under this order that if you don't want to go, you don't have to go. There are, I want to say there's a caveat here, there are limited circumstances where landlords can still evict a tenant. And the order lays that out, particularly in cases where there is a potential threat of physical harm. You can't expect a landlord to accept something like that in their property. So you can evict someone under a circumstance where there is a, a, a serious threat of imminent physical harm. Um, and, and I don't know if there are any other circumstances that are covered uh, beyond that or just exactly what that entails. But those circumstances are extremely limited. By and large, you cannot be forced to leave your home. Certainly not just because they want to fix up the place. All right, Brian, I'm sure we're going to get more emails on this, and I know you'll stay on it. Absolutely. And we're going to continue to bring you more frequent episodes of Open Record in the meantime as we cover this COVID-19 pandemic. If there's a topic you want us to discuss, an issue you think we should investigate, please send us an email at theinvestigators at fox6now.com. That's the investigators at fox6now.com. Thank you to the people who make this podcast possible every day, Monday through Friday during this COVID-19 pandemic. You've got producer Pete, Dave Machuda, Suzanne Barthel, and Sarah Smith. 
please subscribe to Open Record. We love it when you subscribe. If you haven't already, you can find uh, information on that wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, we just want to thank you for listening. I'm Brian Polson for Amanda St. Hilaire. We will be back once again tomorrow. Tomorrow.